Hey, everybody, welcome back to Off the Couch on the Blister Podcast Network, where we take a closer look each week at the wide, weird, and wonderful world of running. I'm your host, Jonathan Ellsworth. I'm also the founder of Blister, and you can check out everything we're doing and reviewing over at blisterreview.com. Off the Couch is presented by CBG Trails. The CBG Trails app is the only complete trail map app of Crested Butte and the Gunnison Valley, Colorado. So download the app today and start exploring. By some measures, Eric Walker is a pretty normal guy. He lives in Minnesota. He's not a professional runner. He's actually got a job in finance. He's 38 years old, and he's a husband and a dad. But at some point in 2018, Eric found himself committing to the goal of running five kilometers every day for 365 days. And a year later, he'd done it. He'd run five kilometers every day for 365 days. And so when we heard about this, we definitely had some questions like, why? Why do this? How did the idea come about? How did Eric actually pull this off? What did he learn in the process? And is this something that he thinks the rest of us should try? So my off-the-couch co-host, Brendan Leonard, and I talked to Eric last week to find out the answers to all of these questions and more, and I think you'll find that there's a lot that each of us could probably learn from this pretty charming guy. And so here it is, our conversation with Eric Walker, and we'll now let Brendan Leonard get things started. Eric Walker, thanks for coming on Off the Couch. I, I got to ask, have you ever been on a podcast before? Have you ever been interviewed on a podcast? I have not been interviewed before on okay. a podcast. We just need you to be interesting for like <laughs> 20 minutes. Maybe. That, that might be stretching it. So we'll see how okay. this conversation you're, goes. You're, you're more of like a 14 to 15 minutes of interesting type of guy. Yeah. Okay. It all depends upon the probing questions, I guess, as well. That's smart. You should yeah, put it back on me and Brendan. Yeah. It's like... I, my hands are tied. If you guys, you know, if you guys don't bring your A game, what do you expect me to do? I, I like that. Yeah. That was smart. We we <laughs> clearly have a a worthy, uh, you know, verbal combatant here. Uh, this is good. <laughs> good. <laughs> yeah. So thanks. Yeah. Thanks for coming on the show. Um, we I reached out to you because you hit me up on Twitter and said that you had run 365 consecutive 5Ks. Uh, over sort of late, late 2018, 2019. And you struck me as sort of just like, I mean, don't take this the wrong way, but a regular guy who's out there doing something pretty awesome. I mean, uh, that's, that's a really cool commitment. Can you kind of tell us, kind of tell us who you are since there's no, there's no real information <laughs> out there about you? Like, yeah, yeah. That, uh, no, you're right. I, I, I am just kind of a regular guy, I guess, for the most part. I mean, as far as running itself, I used to run like way back in high school. And I, I, you know, I've listened to some of your guys' shows before. And I, you know, I heard both of you guys ran and track and both of you guys wanted to be sprinters. I wanted to be a sprinter too, because I didn't really want to run far, but I had a high school coach that was pretty adamant on saying that I needed to run farther than that because my body was not built for sprinting capabilities. So 
So pretty much, you know, I ran all through high school, more 800s in track, uh, 400s and 800s, I guess. And then I, I would do cross country as well um, in the fall. But honestly, after I kind of got done with my high school running, I just kind of stopped. I went to UNI, um, University of Northern Iowa. And there, you know, I really just didn't run, I would say, that much for about a good two years. And on a whim, I reached out to my brother and told him, hey, I signed us up for the Twin Cities Marathon in Minnesota. Uh, so get ready and get trained. And that was in 2001. Um, so really, that was probably my first time trying to get back into running. And I'd say I did a really good job all throughout the summer. All my roommates were gone. I really didn't have a lot to do except for work. So I ran, you know, every day, maybe twice a day. I was getting all my miles in throughout the summer months. And, you know, then it came about time to come back to school and everybody came back and I just stopped running again. I did actually go and I ran the race. I finished like four hours or something. But to me, that was like a feat. And then after that, I pretty much didn't run again until about four years ago. Yeah. You gotta take some time off after that marathon. That's what I did the first time I ran a marathon. <laughs> I, I think in the back of my mind, I kept thinking, I always want to do another one, but I wanted to have the time to actually finish out. Cause I felt like that last month was where you really start to build the miles or the last two months. So up until the marathon, I had only ran probably about, you know, 13, 14 miles. So I hadn't even really gotten up to 20 miles yet, which you could see, I'm sure there's some stats from way back then, but I think my first, you know, 13.1 miles, I was under two hours and then it just went downhill, downhill. And the last like couple miles of the Twin Cities Marathon is I'll say it's uphill, but you know, this is hills in the Midwest. So it was kind of uphill and I did a lot of walking from that point forward. And you were so much more motivated as like, this is like your junior year in college or? Yeah, it was, it was the end of my sophomore year when I concocted this little idea and twisted my brother's arm. He lived up here, so I figured it would be easier for him. And yeah, that, that was kind of my motivation. But as you can see, my motivation only went so far. (laughs) Did he end up running the race with you? He did. He definitely beat me by quite a bit. Um, one of my uncles actually, he run, he used to run it every year as well. So, you know, it was kind of fun, the three of us running together and together was pretty loosely. Luckily, somehow my uncle got in front of me at some point, but I caught him like in the last mile and I decided it'd probably be good if I beat him, but I kind of edged him out right at the finish just so my name could come in front of his. (laughs) That's fantastic. Uh, Yeah. Huh. So, so then you, you're done with college, you moved to the Twin Cities and... I moved to the Twin Cities, you know, I started my career up here and, you know, I kept finding pretty much every excuse not to run, you know, um, I, it was always in the back of my mind that, oh, you should go do a workout, you know, you should, you know, just kind of stay in shape. It's something you like to do, you should do it. But I would say I, I didn't do it, you know, eh, you know, around the Twin Cities, there's great places to run, as I'm finding out. Um, there's lots of cool trails and there's lots of bike paths or even like off-road kind of paths too. You know, granted it's nothing like out in Colorado. I've been out there and only ran maybe once in my life, but it's definitely really neat out there. But, you know, there's interesting places around here. And I moved to Chicago in that time too. I spent a couple of years in Chicago and again, you know, I would maybe run once in a while. Uh, I would say when I really started to think about it again, it was probably in maybe like 2000. I would say 14 or 2015, maybe when I would maybe start to run for like a couple weeks stretch. Um, and it was kind of on my mind that, you know, I, w- I wanted to try this again and kind of 
kind of start this again. But after about a week or two, I would just stop, you know. And it really wasn't until probably, I would say 2016 was when I really started to get back into running. And that's when I really started to actually run more. And of course, you know, starting in January, I'd say it was a New Year's resolution, but I think it was just, I finally was like, all right, enough of being lazy. I always said that, you know, every other thing got in the way. You know, I, I would blame it on, I have to work. At this point, we had kids too. So, you know, I'd blame it on, I, I would have kids stuff I got to do. I just don't have the time. But finally in 2016, I kind of took that extra step of saying, you know what, I'm going to figure it out. So through 2016, I would say I maybe ran like two, three times a week was kind of my thought. But that was only maybe like one and a half to two and a half miles. So it wasn't really a bunch, but I just thought, you know, if I keep moving, I'll just keep enjoying this. But what I found was all my time running was pretty much at like midnight, you know, after the kids go to bed. I'd tell my wife, hey, I'm going outside. She's like, isn't it like zero outside? Like, why would you go out and run in January? You know, honestly, when you start moving, it's, it's not too bad. And I kind of kept that up for a while, really up until, like you had mentioned, Brendan, in, you know, late 2018, I finally kind of worked up the courage to run with one of my neighbors that runs a lot farther. And when I say farther at that point, it was maybe like four or five miles. So I ran one with him and I got to thinking, hey, this isn't that bad. You know, I can do this. So then I just started to try to toy with like, how far should I run? And then that kind of worked into, I ran, you know, I just started consistently saying, what if I ran every day? And a 5K just seemed like, you know, it was a nice round number. People understand what a 5K is. It's 3.1 miles. So I just kind of stuck with that. And I just kept kind of doing it over and over. And when I first started, I really was thinking to myself, let's see if I can do this for a week. And then it was, well, what if I did it for two weeks? That'd be kind of neat, 14 days worth. That's, you know. And then I didn't really think about it. I just kind of consistently done it. All of a sudden I was three months in and I was like, wow, I've actually done this for three months in a row now. You know, and now it was starting to get into winter where then you have to kind of start to, you know, schedule things a little bit more as far as when do you want to run um, and all of that. Eric, I think because probably many, many people listening to this will resonate with you saying like, yeah, you know, I kind of, I fired up the running thing again, and then that lasted for sort of a couple weeks, and then it just sort of stopped. And I guess I'm curious if you feel like you have learned something about the psychology of that. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I found any uh, magic potion or so silver bullet on that one, but I think I think you're right. I think you know some of it has to be just the want to do it. But I think the other thing is, how can you break down some of your excuses? And, you know, kind of like I had mentioned, some of my big excuses were my kids are in activities. I have a 10-year-old, uh, 8-year-old, and a 5-year-old. So, like, as of the late, you know, 2018, like, my son was going to start travel basketball. So that was going to take a lot of commitment, you know, even from parents to get there. My daughter decided on a whim she was going to play hockey. She loves it. You know, I love watching it. But again, that's another, you know, time commitment. And our youngest, I mean, the good thing was she wasn't in a lot of stuff, but she still, we had her in some activities to do dance and stuff like that. I probably had more commitments at this time when I really started it compared to the years before where, you know, my kids weren't really in activities and it was maybe easier to say, oh, I, sh I should be able to find time between my wife and I, you know, how can we split this up? But I think really what it came down to for me is trying to plan. And, you know, some of it was how do I plan my day if I want to run? You know, when, when should I run if I want to do it, you know, and that's really where I think I really started to learn that. And it was kind of trial by fire. Cause when I started this, my kids 
didn't sign up for those activities. And then in October, after I've kind of started some momentum, all of a sudden, all this stuff fell on top of it. So I think plant planning was really my big thing. Um, I mean, some of it would be, I would look at the beginning of the week and I would say, what activities are going? Like if I want to run, say on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, like what is the best time of day to run? Sometimes that was really early in the morning. You know, if I made too much noise, the household wasn't really happy about that. Or sometimes it was late at night, um, just trying to figure out, I guess, that balance between all that. As the year went on, I started to get a little creative as far as my son's basketball practice was like an hour and 15 minutes. So I knew that I had an hour and 15 minutes. If I dropped him off, I could just go out and run as long as I was back within, you know, an hour and 15 minutes, which since I was only doing a 5K, that's pretty easy to do. I mean, at least at about the pace that I was running, 30 minutes or so, you know, a little start time, a little stop, you know, I could easily make it back. And the same with some of my others. I dropped my daughter off at dance and, you know, her class was like an hour. So it's like, all right, well, that's the time that I'm going to run, make sure I have my shoes, make sure I'm ready to go. So when I drop them off and I kind of check in with their coaches, I'm out the door of the school or the dance studio or the hockey rink and just kind of hitting, hitting the pavement as soon as I can. The thing that I'm curious about is what early on or just any time during the whole thing, was there something, what was the weirdest thing that you've did like were you like we're we're out of bananas i'm gonna run to the grocery store get bananas and run back and that's a 5k like or was there was there anything like that or was it pretty straightforward no there was some interesting things like (laughs) that uh normally they weren't necessarily late at night but i know there was a couple times you know for our kids birthdays we always try to have donuts in the morning so those days i'd be like you know what i'm gonna wake up early and go run and get donuts but i will caution you carrying donuts back it's not yeah. always the best thing for the donuts. I found yeah. that they kind of get smashed no matter how I would try to like put them in a backpack. But but again, that, that would kind of motivate me again of just like, you know, that's the time that I've kind of set aside to run. So it motivates me because they want the donuts, you know, they're expecting it for breakfast. So if I get out and do it, that would kind of also check the box for me that day. I've done other things too, easier as far as running to go get coffee, you know, as far as like coffee that I could bring home and actually brew. Um, that's a little bit easier to either toss in your pocket or put in a backpack. But then there was other times too, where I would kind of schedule say car appointments and the car place that we take our vehicles to, to get oil changes and stuff like that is about three miles away, you know, maybe a little bit less. So, you know, I would take it there and pretty much run home. And a lot of times it wouldn't be done until the next day. And then the next morning I would just run back and be there right when the place opened at like seven o'clock. So I would kind of figure out where I could fit certain things in. And I think that was probably some of the more interesting thing that I found through the year was after I really started getting momentum, it was like, well, how do I find that I can fit it into just like normal daily life? And, you know, like one of them was I went to my daughter's school exactly like, you know, say 40 minutes before she was let out of school. And I went out on a run and it was probably the worst day possible. It was like snowing, it was icy, but I was like, well, this is the time I have because you know, I needed to pick her up in pretty much 40 minutes. So, you know, that gives me a little bit of time to quick change and then hit the pavement. I love this idea that I, on birthday mornings at your house, <laughs> your kids are like, you're like, happy birthday. Here's some smashed donuts. Your kids are like, dad. For this year, since, you know, after I kind of finished th- that year of running that way, I've decided to not put that into the routine of getting donuts anymore. Uh, unless I could 
convinced like my daughter who who bikes sometime with me. So that was kind of another, you know, I'd have her bike and she's, you know, she's only eight. So, you know, she's not going super fast, but at least fast enough that I can kind of try to keep up with her. So then, you know, if I put it in like her backpack or have her carry it, then they don't get all, you know, smashed and tossed around. <laughs> I mean, I think this is, and please correct me if you guys disagree. I feel like running in places, I don't know, outside of the US, it's like, yes, you run to fulfill errands. That's not how we think about it, right? Like to, for, for some of us, maybe many of us, if you're going to go quote unquote running, you're putting on the right running shoes and the right shorts and all of that. And I like that you just were kind of baking in. It's like, well, I'll drop the car off and then run the next morning and get it and maybe get my eight-year-old to just go on a bike ride and we'll kind of spend some time doing that. Um, as opposed to this sort of, it's workout, all capital letters, right? Yeah, no, I, I would agree. I would say a lot of mine weren't always geared towards workout. You know, I mean, I I wasn't watching the pace, you know, granted, I, I kind of looked back after everything was done just to see what I was tracking, but that was never really the focus. And, you know, sometimes I went over 3.1 miles, but at the end of the day, it was kind of just, what can I do to kind of just fit in some running and just continuing the momentum forward. How dogmatic were you about hitting 3.1? Like <laughs> if you got to 3.04, did that count? I would, I would continue. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. This is a man after my own heart. Here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I don't do that as much anymore, even though if I the other day I was running with this, uh, this guy that I, I ran with even during that last year, his son plays basketball too. So I started running with him and yesterday we actually finished and I looked at my watch and it was like 3.09. I was like, well, that just seems like the wrong number to end on. Like, you know, we should, we should turn the watches back on for like 0.01. Right. <laughs> but, but that was kind of even, you know, during that year too, after I kind of was like, you know, I, I'm going to hit that 5k every day. I would, you know, if I got back to the school and for some reason I wasn't at that, I would, you know, circle the parking lot once or twice just to get up to that number. There, there's many a times I run past my house, you know, just to try to make sure that I still get it and then run back to it again. So, Brendan, yeah, you say this is a man after your own heart? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you ever thought this, Eric, but if you were like, if you're going to say I'm doing a 5k every day for 365 days. I just imagine somebody finding your webpage on the internet and being like, yeah, but on June 19th, you only did 2.9 miles. <laughs> so you didn't really do it. And you just imagine that and you're like, oh, I'll just, I'll just, you know, run for two more minutes or whatever. And maybe that's, maybe that's my own problem, but no, did I, you have, did you have a thought like that? No, I agree. I completely agree. I, you know, there was, like I said, there, there was times, you know, I would get to a certain spot. I would either run past my house, you know, a couple more blocks and like do some loops or like, you know, especially at basketball, when I drop my son off, I'd be like circling the parking lot just to get to that number. And it's interesting that you mentioned that somebody could look it up. And, you know, I kind of wrote kind of a post of like, here's some analytics of, you know, my last year, just because mostly I was interested, but if anybody else was interested, but I did throw that big caveat out there. Like I tracked everything on my Fitbit watch, but my Fitbit watch was very finicky. Like there was sometimes I'd be out running and it would just stop completely. So I'd be like, well, now what am I going to do? So then I'd have to like quick pull out my phone and like start a manual one. Or then it's like, do I just continue on? Uh, but yeah, I, I definitely was, 
I was conscious as I was putting the stats together, like somebody maybe will sometime try to challenge me on this. And I want to say that I really did hit those miles, but it might not always show that. <laughs> yeah, I would run with my phone and my watch going at the same time, just to just in case, you know. <laughs> Eric, as this is the confessional part of this uh, conversation, I guess. So I tend to be somebody who gets to be a lot on the plate and then write that email that I said that I was going to send at 11 a.m. Well, now it's 7 p.m. And then it's like, I haven't sent that email. And then I find myself like, well, now it's 1 a.m. And maybe that's when I finally get the email sent. And I'm this makes me curious, like, again, about the logistics. Did you have a kind of strict, when the clock strikes midnight, each day, I better have had that 5K in. And then follow-up question, were there moments where you're like, it's going to be midnight in like 40 minutes. I need to run right now and drop whatever it is that I'm doing. Like, this is exactly how this would go if I ever attempted this. You know, I will say, I'm trying to think back. And I really tried, especially after I got going, I really tried to like plan it into the day at some point. But to your point, I do actually feel like I vividly remember one night being at 11 o'clock being like, I didn't really run and kind of looking at my wife like, all right, I'm going to go out and run. I mean, I guess I should be back in you know a little bit. But, but most of the time, like I said, I tried to do it earlier. Where it kind of got confusing too was I, I traveled internationally a couple of times last year. So then I was always trying to think in the back of my mind, like, what day is it really? Like, as long as I'm still hitting it today, like I got into China once at like 10 at night China time. And I'm like, I don't know if this is still the day that I was on or tomorrow. I was like, I guess I better just go run on the treadmill just to make sure. Yeah. I'm like picturing you running in the airport during a layover. <laughs> Sorry, wow. I got to, I got to do this. The, the other big question is how, I mean, did you manage to go 365 days without dealing with a fairly significant injury or sickness? You know, I will say I was fortunate on that part. Early on, my knee kind of started to hurt. And I talked to some people that I knew and they're like, oh, maybe try to change your shoes, change stuff. And it seemed like as I ran, it kind of just eventually went away. So I was lucky in that part. I didn't really have any big injuries or sicknesses either, which interesting that you mentioned the sickness part, because even this year, now granted, I'm not trying to keep that up for another year. I've, I kind of have a different, you know, I've been trying to just run farther, I guess, this year. But at the first part of January, I came down with pneumonia and wow, like that just completely knocked me out. Like I, I don't even know if I could have attempted to go any farther, you know, January last year with uh, trying to run every day. Cause I think I tried to run in that week that I was sick, you know, here a couple, like a month ago. And that was the worst idea ever. <laughs> did, uh, did you, so you started out doing this and then at the point where you decided, Hey, I'm going to. I'm going to try to do this every day for a year. Did you tell anybody and just neighbors for like, you know, did they, did it ever come up a conversation? And they, and they said, Oh, that's weird. Or, <laughs> you like know, I, that's like that, that crazy guy who lives down the block. He's like, out here every morning with his flashlights. You know, I, I really didn't tell anybody. And I think I was listening to when you were mentioning about your marathon stuff too. I think I just didn't want to, to the fact that what if I didn't do it? Because at the end of the day, to me, to me personally, it was still a feat to make it like a week, two weeks, a month, two months, three months, six months. So like, I didn't want that to detract from that because at the end of the day, like I was still every day that I woke up and did it was like another win for me personally. 
But I didn't want that to detract of somebody saying, oh, I thought you were going to do it for a year. You stopped after six months. Uh, you know, it's like six months. I would have still been happy about that. Obviously, I'm more happy that I finished it for the year. But, you know, that, that would have been an okay feat too. Good way to look at it. Was there a point where your wife just said, this? <laughs> I mean, she probably knows you're like, knows you pretty well at this point, but was she ever just like, what are you doing, man? Like, I think she says that a lot. She doesn't really like to run and she doesn't mm-hmm. like the cold. So any day that those two things are combining in my world, she just shakes <laughs> her head at me. This morning would be a good example. You know, it's, it was like negative 12 degrees here in the Twin Cities. And, you know, I really haven't run on really cold days here, but last year I did it a lot just because, again, trying to keep the consistency. And I was like, I'm going to do it this morning. I know it's one of the coldest days this week for no reason at all, but more I want to prove to myself I can do it. And when I got home, she was just shaking her head at me. Like, why would you go outside? It's, it's negative degrees. Plus, why would you go outside at six in the morning and run? Your wife seems real smart. A lot yeah. of common sense. <laughs> a lot of common sense in that one. Yep. <laughs> so did you, do, did you end up doing sort of the same loop like 200 times or, or what was, <laughs> I mean, I, I have these loops by my, in the park near our house and I'm just like, you know, another day, another lap, you know, it's like, <laughs> It's like you're, it's basically a treadmill, you know, with a few different cars driving by or whatever, but you're like, you're so in it. You're just like, yeah, it's just what I do. You know, was it like that for you? Um, there, there's a couple loops. There's like three or four that I kind of had consistent, especially in the winter months. And I guess my fallback in my mind was always, well, if I'm too cold, I'll just cut back to my house. So I kind of like made some wider loops that would kind of, you know, perimeter my house or be not, you know, at the end of the day only running like 3.1 miles. I'm not that far from the house, especially if you're going to loop it at some point. But yeah, I I did definitely have some routes that were the same. And I will say as, as the weather got warmer and like some of the other activities and commitments died out, I found myself wanting to go elsewhere. You know, there's a lake not far from my house, but unfortunately it's, it's, at that point, it was too far for me to run there and run around it, but it's a perfect 3.1 mile loop. So I would try to venture out and go to other places. And you know, some of that too, I was fortunate. I did travel a little bit last year as far as I was in China, I was in Amsterdam. Um, I was in Buffalo, New York, which is actually an interesting place in, in Arizona. So like every place that I went there, it was always interesting to find new trails because everything was like brand new. And you know, that was kind of exciting more than my street running that was normally by my house. So it it ends up being a great way to sort of see the city when you travel or see the new place. But were you ever like, what was the lowest point where you're just like, you know what, this is dumb. I'm, I'm not doing this anymore. This is like, I'm eight months into it. Did you ever have one of those moments where you're like, nobody cares why, you know, this is ridiculous. Not saying you should have that. You know, I want to... I want to say that I didn't have that moment, but unfortunately I can't think of it off the top of my head, but I know for sure there was times that, you know, I'd be dragging myself out of bed at, you know, six o'clock or five 30. Cause maybe I had to be to work earlier and thinking to myself, well, this just <laughs> seems dumb. You know, it's like, I could have gotten an extra half hour of sleep. I could be drinking coffee, just relaxing, but instead I'm out here, maybe it's really cold or maybe it's really hot, humid day. You know, it's like, what am I really doing out here? Um, I mean, one of those times, which granted, I guess I had enough motivation to go do it was, I think it was Easter last year. And, you know, I, I was having a couple drinks with my neighbor across the way. And I was thinking to myself, I haven't ran yet. 
So my chance, my, my choices are run right now before we eat dinner. Uh, my wife had made a nice dinner and we'd probably, you know, maybe have a glass of wine or something with that. Or I'm going to have to wait until like midnight, but I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to want to do it then. So sure enough, I just put on the running shoes and went. Probably not the best decision, but huh. at the time, I at like least beer, got it done. Beer in hand. You just run away from the. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when you say, I mean, you, you just mentioned when you'd have those moments where you're like, what am I doing out here? I mean, you had a lot of time um, on these runs to think about why, what is the significance of trying to string the consecutive days? So I'm curious if the motivation sort of evolved for you, I guess. Yeah, it definitely evolved. I would say probably after, you know, like I said, it, every day was kind of a win, especially early on. You know, it's like I had those short wins of, well, can I do this for a week? I've, you know, I've done it three or four times a week, but can I, can I string together a full week? Can I do two weeks, you know, three months? I think by the time I got to about six months or maybe even shy of that, I think I really started to think like, can I really pull this off for the rest of the year? Knowing that summer's now here, it's nicer outside. And maybe that was the advantage was I did a lot of cold weather running first, you know, where you really question why you're out in negative degrees or why you're even running in the snow. But then, you know, the weather started to get nice and there's just you know, it's nicer to be outside. More trails opened up because some by our house, you know, they're pretty much, nobody plows them. And not that I don't like running through drifts of snow, but I don't like to make it a consistent habit. <laughs> so I think, I think you're right. It did kind of evolve to where finally I was like, I really think I want to do this. Like I want to, what would it be like to run every day for one year? And not that I, you know, probably brag or talk about it very often, but it's like, you know, if somebody ever asked, what's an interesting thing you did? Well, I ran 5k every day for one year. What was the the last one like for you? Um, I think the last one, it, it was it was kind of one of those, I, I was glad to get it over. Towards probably the last couple months, I really wanted to do something different. But I felt like at that point, I was already too committed to the 5K every day that I wanted to start running longer and, you know, increase the mileage. But to me, I, I kind of toyed with it every now and then. I, w- I would try to run a little bit farther run. But to know that I was going to wake up the next morning and run again didn't really motivate me too much to span, you know, like say a six mile, a seven mile run in, you know, the day before I'm going to wake up again and do the same thing all over again and kind of move on and say, well, let's try to run farther. And really, that's what I've been trying to do this year is let's, you know, let's let's work it up, which it's interesting after running so much, you know, the same consistent now, you know, that I've been running, you know, a couple longer miles, you know late last year after, after this was over, I ran like just, I went around, there's these three strings of lakes around the twin cities that are all together. And, you know, they're 10 miles total. And it didn't really think much of it because in my mind, I kept just breaking it off in 5k chunks, knowing that, well, I can run a 5k, like I've done it every day, 5k, you know, it is what it is, but I know that I have enough energy to do one more and then one more. So I think that's kind of helped now as I've tried to maybe refocus into a different area. So I want to get to the part how you transition out of the 5k every day and you've just touched on what you've kind of been doing since. But before we leave the 5k every day, I guess either I'm curious whether we hear you talk about what your takeaways were for the best things and then possibly lessons or takeaways from it. You know, I think some of maybe the best takeaways that I had was it was kind of time that I 
blocked off every day, even just for myself. You know, normally I would say 25 minutes is on average, most of the time quicker. But by the time, you know, you get ready and you go outside and run, like that block of time, let's say it's a half hour, was all to myself for the most part. You know, granted, I, I went on runs with my, you know, my daughter would bike with me every now and then. And I went on runs with, you know, some people that I knew. But I would say a majority of those, 90% of those runs or more were solo runs. And I think for me, you know, that was just time for me to either, you know, listen to a podcast, listen to a book tape, just completely different than like my normal day-to-day world. It almost had kind of that relaxation piece of it. Like it was just, you know, kind of calming in a way as far as just doing something that I know wasn't just sitting in front of a TV, watching the television. Um, And I don't know, it was just kind of that alone time. I think some of my biggest takeaways from that year was really just knowing that I, I could run every day and there wasn't any anything wrong with that, I guess. Uh, I mean, there's tons of people out there that run all, all the time um, and everywhere. But for me personally, just to know, oh, I can actually do this again. You know, I can run uh, even though I used to really enjoy it and then I didn't do it for so long. And I can string together a longer period of time than maybe two to three days a week or two weeks and then not touching running for two weeks. So I think, I think that kind of helped just even around, like you were mentioning, the discipline of it, I think kind of helped. And I found myself wanting to run more than likely. Granted, I had those bad days that we had talked about where I didn't understand why I was out there. But a lot of the days, like I did look forward to that time to just run because it was 30 minutes alone. Um, granted, there wasn't, I tried to really fit it in other times where I wasn't just dumping all of our kids on my wife because I know she's mostly the primary parent as I, you know, working every day and stuff like that. And her job is a little more flexible, but, you know, having that time even away from work or away from the kids, I think was beneficial. I just, yeah, I just want to know what you did when you got done with that last run. Did you like, like open a bottle of champagne or just like eat a single single donut and donut with a birthday candle in it or or were you just kind of like, all right, cool time to shower and go to work or what what was the what was it like that day you know i wish it was something really special but i think it's exactly what you said i really just got done and was like oh look it's like 6 30 6 45 i should probably go shower and go to work now (laughs) (laughs) did you feel that did you feel that was appropriate or would you you know like were you thinking oh it'd be kind of nice if there was like a ticker tape parade or something you know like (laughs) you know I think for me, I think that was appropriate because again, I didn't really tell anybody really about it, especially why I was doing it. I maybe had only mentioned it to like one or two people. I don't even know. I think my wife knew, but I had never really said, oh, I'm going to run, you know, a 5k every day. I think she was just like, well, he's crazy. He (laughs) went out and ran again, you know? Um, But there wasn't that thought in her mind of like, oh, it's actually been a year at this point because I never really talked about when I started or when I did it. It was just something that I just continuously did. So it was more of that like personal victory than, you know, trying to throw a big celebration. Though I have to believe as you, you know, as you on that last run, you know, you looked at your watch and it, you know, ticked to 3.1 miles. You're like, now I'm probably going to be on off the couch. (laughs) (laughs) I that's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, now I think this is enough to get me on off the couch. I, ha- I have to 
I have to say, Eric, what you're really making me want to do in this conversation is get your wife out off the couch. And then we just talk to her and be like, so tell me when you were like most ready to, you know, be like, I'm out. I'm done with you. You're too weird. This is too weird. Running in the cold is stupid. <laughs> so I don't know, maybe a future, maybe a future episode. There you go. I, I think she could definitely talk about how stupid running is <laughs> and how she didn't understand why I would even want to run ever. It, let alone on a cold day or a hot day. But, you know, I was thinking again about, you know, I know we were just talking about it, about some of the takeaways. And I know I kind of touched on it, but I think one of the interesting takeaways I had by doing it more frequently, especially, now granted I had said, you know, I'd, I'd done some slight runs before, but really as the weather did get nice, not only traveling to other cities and seeing that, you know, and running on very random places, but I think even exploring more of the city around me. Now, granted that really kind of only translates into about a mile and a half radius. But there were some places that I didn't even realize existed within a mile and a half radius of my house. And I live in a suburb. So there's not like there's, you know, tons of buildings or anything blocking my view. But I just thought that was kind of interesting because I, I, I think, as I was mentioning before, I did try to eventually seek out more interesting spots around, you know, even expanded around my city of just like places to go run. And I think that was kind of a benefit for me because now in the back of my mind, when I think of running, sometimes I go, you know, is there a place that I could go to that would be new instead of just waking up in the morning and running kind of the same couple loops that I know of today, even, even by expanding my running, I'm kind of getting into areas that, you know, I, I, I kind of still do similar loops. That, that's a good point. I, I, at one point try to run every street in my neighborhood <laughs> in Denver and then realize that it would take... <laughs> At least, I mean, it was way over a marathon. It was like probably going to be two. And I was like, well, okay, I guess I'm done. But you do, you're like, you find these little pockets of like, oh, that, I didn't know that was there at all. Like, it's just this stuff you're around normally or it's two blocks away and you just never walk down that sidewalk. It's pretty fascinating. Yeah. I mean, I, I even ran across places that, I mean, there was a trail that all of a sudden would end and then you know, I would find this other trail later and I was like, well, that seems like it goes through people's backyards. Well, sure enough, you know, at one point I'm like, I got to go try this. So, you know, I'm running through like people's backyards because it seems like it's a city trail. I don't know if it really is, you know, so it was kind of interesting to just to, you know, because at the end of the day, I was just trying to go out for a run and I guess hit, hit a number of 3.1, but it was fun to just kind of, you know, find interesting places, like you said, Brendan. With no, with no trespassing. With, yeah. Uh, I, I, I'll say I'm pretty sure I was on the city trail. I wasn't trespassing. I'm sure it wasn't. It just seemed like I was right up against people's fences. So <laughs> no one shot at you. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, no one shot at me. I, I'm sure I know there was there there was this one fence that I was running next to. And I did actually find out this was a city trail, even though it wasn't very well maintained. But there was like these two dogs out and they were just barking. I mean, it's like six in the morning. So I kind of feel bad. And then there's this lady outside just yelling at her dogs. And I'm like, uh, I kind of feel bad that I'm just cutting through what seems like people's backyards. <laughs> so you develop this remarkable and interesting and commendable discipline of running every single day. Then you get to day 366. And I guess just to be clear, did you run on day 366? I think I did. I'd have to go back and look. I, I think I kind of continued the trend okay. for a little bit. Yeah, because it, you know, it was one of those, it was actually really hard to kind of stop at that point. Because every day, 
like I knew in my head when was the optimal time to run because I'd been conditioning all year long of how to find those pockets of free time. But I just couldn't seem to like necessarily stop or I was fearful if I did stop, like what was next? So then I kind of started to transition into, I want to run farther. So instead of a 5K, what if I get up to a a 10K? What if I run the 6.2 miles instead of just the 3.1 miles? And the problem even with that was the first time I did that, I still felt okay the next day, even though it was definitely, you know, two 5Ks put together, which kind of wore me down. But I woke up the next morning thinking, well, I should probably run today. (laughs) So I will say the first day when I actually took off, which it was probably maybe only a week after, I do know it felt really weird. You know, as you were kind of mentioning earlier, it's getting to like 1030 or whatever at night. And it's like, yeah, I'm really not going to run today. I'm really going to go to bed and maybe I'll wake up tomorrow morning and run. (laughs) Well, I guess, yeah, that on the one hand, when we don't give ourselves the out, right? Every single day we're doing this one thing, there is actually maybe a simplicity to that because you just know that that has to be baked in. You know, like having done an extraordinary bit of wiring to do this one thing, it's like now you have to learn how to rewire in a different way. Yeah, that is true. I mean, that's what I've kind of started to kind of figure out real time as well is before like you had mentioned, it was so consistent. I just knew what I needed to do the next day. You know, at some point, run the 5K. And, you know, after you kind of build it up, I don't want to belittle running, you know, 3.1 miles because I know some people probably would love to run 3.1 miles, but it got so consistent. I knew I could do it. It was just a matter of, well, you know, am I going to run it in X time or, you know, Y time? What time of day will I run it? But it, it definitely did take some more thought and mental capacity now and even to today to, well, no, you you don't need to run today because you're not going to run the three miles. Why don't you wait, give yourself some actual rest so you can run farther? And I think I, I still kind of struggle with that because, you know, even this week, you know, randomly I ran one uh, a morning on, I think it was Monday or Tuesday morning. And sure enough, I got a text message from one of my son's friend's dad that has run with me when our kids play basketball. And he's like, Hey, do you want to run tonight? Sure. I mean, why not? But then, you know, it's like, well, then do, I feel like I want to run the next day. Cause I wanted to run a farther run, but I just really did a 10 K that day. <laughs> so, you know, it's like trying to recondition my body into thinking, well, if you really want to run a good 10 K or, you know, you want to continue to build the miles, you can't always necessarily run every single day. And I know some people can, but I don't think I can. <laughs> I think somebody had asked me once, would you ever try to do like a 10K a day? I don't think so. That seems pretty far out there. I would like to run more of those and try to build up miles, but I I don't have any intention to like string together. I'm really trying to focus on like a day of rest or two days of rest in a row are okay. I think right now I'm comfortable missing like a day of running, but when I get up to two days, it's still doesn't feel quite right to me yet. It's so interesting. I don't hear you talking at all about a kind of physical fitness component to this. Like you literally have not mentioned that at all. It's just interesting to hear you talk about this. Does that does that resonate with what I just said or or have you just not mentioned that? I guess it had never really been on my mind. I will say 
you know, when, when I first started, even before the 5K a day, you know, those couple years before when I first started running, I was probably the heavier that I'd ever been at that point. And maybe that kind of sparked me early on. But at the point that I started running this more consistently, I was kind of down to where probably my weight should be. I'm probably, you know, it fluctuates, but I've never really been that concerned. As I had mentioned, I, I really was running not for any any specific target weight or, you know, body mass percentage or, or muscle. It was really just to kind of do it. I mean, there is the component of like, I want to stay healthy enough for, you know, to run around with my kids and, you know, to be able to do stuff and not be so winded. Like my kids like to bike. They like to play sports outside. When we travel, sometimes we like to go for hikes. Like I want to be able to do that and not be so winded because I can't, you know, walk a half mile. Um, So I I guess there's kind of that component. But to me, that was kind of like, it's a nice benefit, but it wasn't the only focus, I guess, for me. Because I had kind of been maybe in up up until that year of running, I was kind of already maybe to a good point where I felt more comfortable about, you know, where I was body weight and that I actually had kind of that endurance that I could just, I could do things that my kids were looking for and I wouldn't get tired. Not that I ever really was, but I know I felt fitter at that point, but you're right. I mean, I should have felt super fit after running a 5k a day for a year, but I don't know if I ever really thought about it that way. And maybe that comes back to some of our earlier conversation, why I really didn't talk about it too much either. Like I said, I really didn't mention it to anybody. And, you know, it's going to sound odd, but even in some places where maybe I could have brought it up, I even kind of strayed from the fact that I was running so much. And I would just be like, oh yeah, you know, I ran the other day, which in reality, that (laughs) meant yesterday. Yeah. So and, and 300 days prior to that in consecutively. <laughs> yeah, and the 300 days prior to that. So Eric, when did you what was the date when you hit 365 in a row? Um, oh, don't tell me know, you don't. You don't tell me you don't know. I, <laughs> I I really don't know off the top of my head. Um I know it would have been in probably September. I'm looking at your blog um, and it's like September 17th, 2018 <laughs> is the first day. So, okay. So yeah, it would have been. And again, you know, it's actually one of those things. And maybe this goes back to your earlier question. When I actually hit the day, I didn't really stop right away and say, okay, the next day is going to be rest. So even when I published all those stats and that, like I had still been kind of consistently running because there was a part of me in my head too, especially the next day. I was like, did I add that up? Right. Was it really that? And I was like, well, I'm not going to stop yet. I, you know, cause I didn't know what else I was going to do. So I just kind of continued <laughs> on. <laughs> I mean, how, how bad would that have been if I actually stopped on the 17th or the 16th and didn't realize when I actually started? <laughs> so when you, when did you ish stop doing the every single day and start adding in rest days? And then the, my, the, the second question is, are you feeling better now than you were on your program of every single day, no rest days? I probably stopped running every day, at least by October. I do know that because I know that I ran some longer runs in the early October timeframe, but I think I was still only maybe down to like, I would only let myself have one day of rest. As far as how I feel now, I would say I still feel like I'm about in the same shape. I do kind of tailor back every now and then if I just want to go for a run, I may only run the three point or, you know, the 5k 3.1 miles. 
But I'm really trying to focus on like, how can I get in longer runs during a week? Not that I want to run, you know, four, 10 Ks a week. But to me, some of the reason of wanting to run farther too is just, I think I would like to explore more in my area. Um, I know then it kind of comes back down to that timing aspect again. And that's where I think I've probably struggled more now is because running a 10K requires, you know, start and stop time, you know, because you're not starting right as soon as you put your shoes on. Uh, You know, it's like I have to budget in a little bit more than, you know, say a half hour. I need really like a good hour just to make sure that I can accomplish what I want to. And I have found sometimes when I plan on doing just the 6.2 miles, I end up kind of farther away from home than normal. So then I have to kind of like work my way back. So it's kind of comes back to that planning. And I, I think I'm still kind of just trying to figure that out. Well, and I, I just was, I guess the question was really about, you know, was about rest. And obviously I think that's a big component that all runners think about how, how much is good, how much is too much, et cetera, et cetera. And um, I guess just from a physical point of view, I was curious if you're like, wow, my joints feel way better or actually I'm not really noticing those kind of differences. Yeah, I will say I, I haven't noticed a big difference, but I will say, I think when I've done those longer runs, I feel better while running them, probably because I wasn't just running, you know, the day before always. And that's not to say that I haven't done like maybe a 5k, a 5k, a 10k and a 5k again in a given week. But I think by adding some rest days here and there, it does, I think, not only just do you maybe feel better, but I think it also maybe motivates you a little more when you wake up because you're like, well, I haven't done it for a day or two. You know, let's get out there and actually run again. You know, I realize we didn't really talk at all about like intensity. And when you were on your every single day kick, if there was much variation, if you were like, maybe out of boredom or some other reason, if you're like, today, I'm just curious to see how fast I can now run this 5k on this route that I know well, or if you were always kind of keeping a long haul picture of this, like, nope, it's, this is about slow and steady. And the, the interest here and the goal is, can I do this every day for a year? So I'm not really trying to play with intensity levels too much. Yeah, you're right. I, I really didn't play with the intensity level. I, I signed up for a couple like 5k races. So those would probably be the only time that I really, I would say, pushed myself more. And I always wonder, I actually didn't run horrible with those. Now, granted, maybe it was because not that many people signed up. Uh, but I, I was able to, as I always told my wife, I took first in my old man bracket. But, you know, they were smaller races. But I would say those are the times when I really tried to up it. And I think the interesting thing about it, you know, and I had mentioned I ran cross country in high school. And honestly, I, I feel like back then I felt like a 5K was a really far distance. And I know we trained for those, but I think every time I had to stand at that start line, I didn't know if I was going to finish. Whereas the nice thing now was I knew I could finish. It was just, can I go a little faster during those races, you know, to like, you know, pick some people off since normally I ran by myself and I was never really watching the clock to see, you know, like you were saying, could I increase the intensity or try to do it faster? I think most of the time, if I ever ran faster, it was either because I was ill-prepared and it was cold outside or I knew that I only had a certain amount of time and I had to get back to whatever activity or thing that I said I would be at. Does getting faster interest you or do you find that with 
And with running, you're finding other ways to make it interesting besides like just a certain, I want to finish a K of five K race in X time or a 10 K race in X time. Or I will say ever since I've stopped and I've tried to toy with running longer, I have watched my pace a little bit more just because now I guess maybe because of the rest and because the extra time I've been curious and I haven't really figured out why certain days I can run a lot faster than others and and it's hit or miss, but I have kind of looked at it. And if there's days that I kind of stray a lot higher, I do kind of wonder why can't I get back down to the pace that I saw maybe when I ran the seven miles compared to the 6.2 miles. So it's been something that I've kind of looked at, but I don't know if I'm necessarily trying to go faster. I think my longer term vision, especially for the year, is to try to just continue to be consistent, but over maybe longer miles. So, Eric, before we let you go, maybe my biggest remaining question for you is, would you actually recommend or encourage people to do this specific thing that you've done, the, the 5K in 365 days? Oh, that, that is a really interesting question. I don't know if I would encourage anybody to do it unless you really wanted to do it. Uh, and, and some of that goes back to, you know, in our earlier conversation about it was never my intention from day one. And I feel like that's where sometimes people get so caught in being discouraged of, well, I want to run a 5K a day. If I would have said that from the get-go, it probably would have been like everybody's New Year's resolutions and would have fizzled out in a couple weeks. But I think because I had just smaller step goals that I was really, that was really what I was aiming for was, hey, can I run every day for a week? Could I run every day for two weeks? You know, I think the buildup of that kind of helped it be consistent. I don't know if anybody would need to do that, but I think for me, that just helped, helped me be more consistent and probably made me, I want to say a better runner, but I think it just allowed me to be better consistent in working out every day. Whereas you know, like we've talked, I've been kind of off and on for the last four years and, you know, non-existent for probably the 10 years prior to that. So I don't know if I would recommend it for everybody unless they really had an end goal of, you know, why do you want to do it? Are you just trying to do like another, you know, do you want to just run for say a week or do you want to run every day? And maybe instead of even doing a 5k every day, depending upon the type of runner, you know, cause obviously you guys have had super athletes on your show. And then, you know, there's people like me that are average And I would just say, you know, I think just getting outside and just enjoying being outside is probably a win. And that's maybe something I overlooked when I was talking earlier, because a lot of the miles that I ran were really outside. And that was kind of purposeful and intentional, too, because I enjoy being outside and I didn't want to be on a treadmill inside if I could avoid it. Um, I mean, there was times that I did it because I know when I was in China, everybody seemed to be worried that I would try to run outside in the morning at China. So I did run a couple runs outside, but for the most part, I, you know, I would be inside as well. So I think it's kind of back to what an individual really would want to get out of it. I think, you know, standing here today, if I was going to say I would run another 365 day 5k, I maybe could do it because I did it before. But even then, I think that would be a tall order to kind of have the stars align again, that I would be able to find the time I'd, I would be healthy enough to do it. And I think I'd be discouraged a lot faster if I would have set out with that goal. Yeah. What's the, is it Leo Babuta quote? Start, start with a goal so small you can't fail, something like that, which is exactly how you did it, where you start with one day and then maybe a week and then two weeks as opposed to 
setting out for this massive sea change in your life and then and then potentially failing because you got sick or, or whatever. And I have to imagine that was even, you know, to chime with what you did, Brendan, I'm assuming that's kind of yours too. If, if you would have started out by saying that was your goal, maybe right away, because I think you had said you'd ran a couple first before you ever said to yourself, oh yeah, this is what I want to do. I think maybe that comes back to also like between you and I both, we, we didn't really tell anybody. And you know, I think maybe you started to mention it to a couple people later on. And I maybe mentioned it to a couple people too. And I think it's that thing of, you know, still knowing that I really want to do it at a point, but I didn't want to fail either. And I didn't want me to feel like I failed. So it was just every day was just a win. And you, I don't know, this is like a polite Midwesterner thing where you're like, I don't want to let these people down that I told that I was going to do. Yeah. And in reality, they don't care. Like they, you'd be like, well, well, Bob, I wasn't able to complete my year of 5Ks. And you're like, you were doing, oh yeah, yeah. You mentioned that a few months yeah. ago. <laughs> Huh. You know, oh, bummer. The other interesting point of that, though, is some people really find it motivating to tell somebody and not let them down. But I think that's not for everybody. You know, some people, you know, for me, I, w- I would just rather not tell anybody than tell them to try to motivate me to do it every day. But I think, you know, everybody has their own thoughts on that. There's another school of thought that you actually reap the rewards of doing the thing without actually doing it by telling people like if I were to just go on Twitter and say I'm gonna write a book about running people would be like congratulations and then you're like great now mm. I don't have to do it people right. think I'm cool and, <laughs> and then you don't actually do it so I, I'm terrified of becoming the person who does that so I'm, I'm with you Eric hmm. well um, this has been really fun and a pleasure and it's it's also really fun I'm very cognizant of the fact that I've just had the chance to have a conversation with two guys who, you know, one did a marathon, you know, a kind of averaged a marathon a week for 52 weeks. And then this other guy who did the 5k for more than 365 days in a row. And so this is a very interesting conversation. I don't think I've ever had one quite like this with two other folks. So, um, Eric, this has really been fun getting to learn more of about your story and getting to pepper you with uh, some of the questions. Um, yeah, I really appreciate you taking the time to uh, to, to share all of this with us. Well, no, th- thank you guys. Thanks for reaching out and having me on the show. As you kind of hit right away at the beginning, I am just an average guy. And, you know, the story is interesting, I think, even though I don't talk about it too much. But I think just showing that, you know, everybody can do something and, you know, build on it every single day. You don't have to be a superstar athlete and you don't have to have that end goal in mind of, you know, hitting a certain time in a marathon or a 5K or an ultra run. Really, it's just a matter of getting outside and doing something that you enjoy. Here's to that. Yeah. Well, gentlemen, thanks so much. I'm going to let you guys get going. But um, really, this has been a fun one. And uh, if you drum up something uh, interesting down the line, Eric, that your wife disapproves us, let us know at some point, maybe. I, I'd probably be reaching out to you soon if you just want something she disapproved. <laughs> okay. It's a low bar. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty low threshold right there. <laughs> understood, understood. Well, we'll let you get going. And uh, again, thanks again for the time and for a great conversation. All right, thank you guys. And thanks again for having me on the show. 
That's it for this edition of Off the Couch. Thanks to Eric for the conversation. Thanks to Jared Farley for producing this episode. And thanks to you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd encourage you to subscribe to Off the Couch, tell your friends about the show, and leave us a nice little rating in iTunes. Until next time, keep moving forward, and we will talk to you again next week.